3H2 Humans Radio Show, 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 show. Each episode, Leonardo will explore conscious communication, varied perspectives, and thoughts he's to place in the garden of the mind. Who knows what will grow? So sit back, stand up, drive, or jack. Whatever the motion may be, we are here to support each individual's journey to define health, to define happiness, and to define a humble perspective during the information era. Enjoy. Greetings! <laughs> wow, that is our new opener. Brian was kind enough to record the audio and mix it and prep it for the show. Uh, <laughs> that particular take was one of about eight or so more than five, less than 10. And this particular version is my favorite. (laughs) The opener for season three, episode one was a newer recording, but Brian's voice was a bit monotone. So this could be considered at the opposite end of a continuum. Season three, episode one would be on the monotone end of a continuum when voice charisma is examined. And this new recording, season three, episode two, is on the other end. It's very charismatic. It's, uh, that's fun, Brian. (laughs) And I think part of the reason why he was motivated for that particular take was through a little bit of frustration, I think, dealing with me, (laughs) saying, oh, that's monotone, oh, and I think he just let everything go and went with it, and it turned out great, so uh, we'd love feedback on some of the songs we're using, the opening words and voice, one of the valid points heard from the podcast review show when 3H2Humans was on the podcast review show was that our opener needed some help and that it was difficult to hear what Brian had said and the music was too loud. These were valid criticisms and they helped motivate us as a team to get together and create something optimized. It took some time, (laughs) a little over a year, but... (sighs) Similar to many things in life, art and beauty bloom with time. There's a in-between stage, which could be called ingest, reflect, and modify. (laughs) All right, so today is October 6th. We are on a steady course to continue with one show a month. We had the opener in September, this one in October, and then we'll do another one in November from our new 3H2 location. (laughs) Oh, uh, time has sped up lately. For the most part, we move about once a year. Our last move was in May, so it's less than a year. So we're ahead of schedule, which feels good to be ahead of schedule. (sighs) And then once we move to the new location, we will broadcast a bit more detail about the changes that have taken place with 3H2 over the last couple months. All right, today's episode is season three, episode two, Brian Visits Hood River. The listener challenge is number 34, Jellyfish. (laughs) For this week, jellyfish at least once a day to assist with body alignment. How to jellyfish? It's easy. Dangle arms gently, wiggle toes and fingers, and float through the room like a jellyfish at sea. Begin with slow, easy, fluid movement, 
and build up to grand gestures of silly sea creature behavior. Intuition guides as a sense of freedom is felt to move the body into alignment. All right, so this is number 34, jellyfish. The first turn... The first time this term was used, wow, that's a bit of a tongue twister. The first time this term was used, (laughs) I believe, was at Glacier National Park with Brian. We had hiked up a mountainside and there was a little stream and we could view the glaciers and mountains and trees and nature for as far as the eye could see. It's Montana. Big sky country. And intuitively, I started wiggling around, wiggling my fingers and wiggling my body and looking out at the vastness. And I felt a sensation similar to flying, but I related to a jellyfish. (laughs) It was strange. And Brian looked over at me and said, What are you doing? And I didn't really know, but the word jellyfish just came up. I said, I'm jellyfishing. And then he started to wiggle around and we were on this mountaintop just wiggling and jiggling. And it was intuitively healing. And perhaps that's what we needed after hiking around, camping, um, drastically changing our behaviors, perhaps our bodies and minds needed a chance to kind of shake into place. Good point, Mustachio says similar to sand in a glass. It could be uneven, but then if there's some shaking, it evens out. And my body works similar to that sand. If I shake it and dangle and Uh, Rather than me forcing some sort of pose or exercise or something that my conscious mind wants, jellyfishing is about the subconscious mind, the deeper layers of human being. So jellyfishing allows for some randomness. And for me, it works out great. And, uh, and <laughs> yeah, Brian and Mustachio, jellyfish. So we sometimes, if we're stressed out or it's really hot outside or just something like that, we just start jellyfishing. And, uh, and also if I'm frustrated and uh, sometimes I get into little nooks and I'll write for a long time and I won't really move. And that's not very healthy for me. So Brian will encourage me to jellyfish and we'll jellyfish around. So for this week, investigate jellyfishing. How does it feel on an individual level? That's one thing 3H2Humans is about. Individual optimization of health, happiness, and a humble perspective. So what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for everyone else out there. That's why jellyfishing is very general. It's an intuitive thing. It's, um, it's just listening to the environment. And oddly, on this TV binge Mustachio and I have been on, we've seen a lot of instances of versions of jellyfishing on TV shows and in movies where a person puts on some music and just throws their arms around, kicks in the air, dangles their fingers and (laughs) just dances like a little kid like what a little child would do at a live music show that's jellyfishing (laughs) all right so for this week jellyfish once a day and uh, let the body move around get blood flowing be mindful of how the body feels. This is a a check-in time for that mind-body connection. All right, for today, we have two thought seeds, eight points coming up in the recording and announcements. So we'll go ahead and dive into the first thought seed, which is for the TV show Game of Thrones. 
which began in 2011 and is on HBO. Arya Stark's mentor experiences and adventures in self-discovery are relatable. So, (laughs) while in Hood River, one of the things I did was work on Pish Posh Words, the book. And right now I'm in the editing phase and it's very tedious and I'm changing the template, the structure. So much of it is nuts and bolts. It doesn't require me to really think a whole lot. I just need to move stuff around and organizing, similar to folding laundry. It takes thinking, but not too much. So when I have these types of tasks, I often like to reward my human. That part of me that works hard and is diligent and all that stuff and watch a TV show and just jump into another person's pink zone. Whether that be a character, a writer, a city, whatever it may be, I bring part of myself to that other world. And I wanted a show that was awesome and... I've already seen, so I can kind of tune it out if needed, and was long. (laughs) And the candidate winner, after a few samples, uh, was Game of Thrones. I was able to have it streaming all seven seasons in the background as I worked on Pish Posh Words and relaxed, did some reflection writing and some other tasks. Another thing I did, (laughs) because I've already seen the season one time through, I was able to fast forward through some of the gratuitous sex and violence that I'm not real interested in. So that was another benefit to re-watching the show, is I had an idea of the parts that were okay for me to miss. In addition to that, there were many parts I didn't notice the first time around. There are so many connections. Oh, whoever wrote this did a great job of planting seeds and then weaving those seeds together. It's beautiful. And there are many layers of the show I have only understood recently. After watching the seven seasons, in a relatively short time period. Rather than seven years, it was a couple weeks. It was awesome. (laughs) It was very soothing for me to witness the pieces falling together, these pieces I had never seen before. And a main one was Arya, her struggles and the mentor she had and her willingness to push through yet remain true to that core essence of her which she originally had in Winterfell when her adventure began. It was uh, tantalizing to view Arya's journey similar to the hero's journey where she left home, went off adventured, really became the person she wanted to be and pushed forward. And now it's time for her to return home. It's, uh, it's crazy. So many things sank in. So <laughs> for anyone else out there who does this, and when I say this, I mean uh, likes to do menial tasks on the computer with something on the TV, give it a go. Do another run through of Game of Thrones and think of which character is most identifiable, as well as what is, which character is the antithesis. And that's another self-discovery exploration the show has guided me on, is what about the characters I don't like, the antithesis of what I want to be and what I find enjoyable, and why is that so? So to look at both sides, (laughs) that's a part of critical thinking, is to examine that full continuum of infinite possibility. All right, so Game of Thrones, streaming on HBO and many other devices. 
Next, we have Thoughtseed Leader. Next, we have Thoughtseed Book. The book is Sex at Dawn by Christopher Ryan and Cecilda Jetha. New layers of human courtship have been ingested with an open mind. So this is another thought seed where I'm in the ingest phase of critical thinking. I'm ingesting new perspectives about relationships and monogamy and desire. Why is there a honeymoon phase? Why does that change? How can that be ignited in a relationship that's ongoing? So many of my questions were answered. <laughs> and that's a rare thing for me. <laughs> Oftentimes the type of questions I have are a bit difficult to receive some sort of a pink zone usable answer. And that's what I would call this book, Sex at Dawn. It's a pink zone usable piece of literature where many perspectives are presented. And for us at 3H2Humans, those are qualities in a thought leader, somebody who presents information. The other end of the continuum would be someone who misuses you and says what you need to do is this, when you this, you that. That's pish posh. So this book is more from a educated mindset with actionable items. I first heard about Christopher Ryan and his work on the Aubrey Marcus podcast. So for those who are a bit curious about what this book is about, some of the theories that are presented in the book, check out the Aubrey Marcus podcast with Christopher Ryan. He has also been on a couple other shows I, uh, <laughs> I'm not quite as organized as I usually am. Usually I have the podcast numbers, I have all this stuff, but um, I'm keeping it simple today, keeping it light. Uh, just search in the ye old searching engine. Get that engine going. Woo woo! <laughs> On the cover of the book, the subtitle says, how we mate, why we stray, and what it means for modern relationships. So this is a great blurb. In contrast, I recently heard of a book by Mary Shore about conscious, com it's called Conscious Communications with an S. <laughs> and the subtitle for the Conscious Communications book is your step-by-step -step guide to harnessing the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. Holy Nelly! <laughs> and oh, when I first saw this, I I laughed. I it was the it was the only thing I could do. Because it's at the other end of the continuum of what we at 3H2Humans teach in terms of conscious communication. The pillar of conscious communication is a calculated, logical use of the word you. And this is an example of a subconscious use of the word you. So she's telling me that this book is going to change my mind, change my choices and my life. This book is gonna do all this for me. It's also gonna do all this for Brian and Mustachio and my mom and my grandma and my brother. I, I don't think so. <laughs> so from my perspective, the cover of this book, Conscious Communications, is not conscious. <laughs> And it's an example of how labels are often misleading 
her teachings on conscious communication are likely very different from mine. And yet we're both in that conscious communication pool. This is where individuality kicks in. Many people are drawn to that. They'll look at this book and say, holy shit, this is a step-by-step guide to change my mind, my choices in my life. Hell yeah, I'll spend $15, you know, (laughs) for all those things. (laughs) Oh, so I was relieved and calmed by Sex at Dawn by this blurb, how we mate, why we stray, and what it means for modern relationships. So this is talking about humanity as a whole, rather than direct misuse of the word you. Thus, I am drawn to this book. (laughs) I am soothed by pink zone interactions. And for me, Listening to Christopher Ryan speak, exploring the content of Sex at Dawn has opened my eyes and in a way distracted me. This is another thing I like. Instead of having a fit over someone misusing you on a conscious communications book, I can focus on me and how I can improve my life and my relationships and better understand modern mating culture as a whole. That's where I want to spend my focus. And I encourage others to do the same. The Aubrey Marcus podcast explores a lot of great questions and unique perspectives. So check it out. Coming up. (laughs) Mustachio's shaking his head over there. It seems like there's a show before the show, but eh, that's the way we do things around here. So coming up in the next segment is a recording from September 17th, 2017. It is entitled, Brian and Leonardo Discuss Energy Healing in Hood River, Oregon. Synchronistically, this recording was completed on my brother and sister-in-law's anniversary. So happy anniversary, guys. (laughs) And it was cool to think last year we were all together to celebrate their wedding. And this year, Brian and I went on a trip to celebrate our relationship. And this is where human behavior is often contagious. Being around loving relationships breeds loving relationships so it was neat to reflect about where brian and i were last year and where we were this year (laughs) in the recording brian chats about his three favorite things in hood river we discuss thoughts about efficiency noticed while at the full sail brewery tour and several other goodies such as what is the basic concept behind chakras i really enjoyed brian's answer and in the recording i'm a bit shocked (laughs) i think i don't even address it or i was processing it so there's a few moments like that in the recording it's uh it's an example of two people reflecting about their similarities and differences towards the whole energy healing Hood River trip. We both attended a Quantum Touch Level 1 class at Awakening Essence in White Salmon, which is right across the river from Hood River. And this is in line with 3H2Humans, where we explore the unknown from different vantage points. And that is also explored. And number eight, Brian received a hot shave and a cold beer from Mike at Rooks in Hood River. At the time, we did not know his name. (laughs) I looked at the Rooks 
Hood River website and it shows his picture next to availability. So it's pretty cool. They have online booking, which is convenient for both the barbershop and the individual. And for Brian, it's kind of like a massage. And the way that Mike works is very meticulous and passionate. <laughs> so if in Hood River, it may be something to check out. Next up, we have announcements. Welcome new listeners. Check out Season 2, Episode 18, Q&A Number 2, to learn more about trinkets. Leonardo 3H2 is on TripAdvisor. View trinket photos from Hood River and other travel destinations. So TripAdvisor, this is something I've started to get into. 3H2 goes on adventures and offers feedback about the experiences we have. And TripAdvisor seems to be a pretty cool medium to express where we go, what we think of, and post some trinket pictures. So it's kind of our version of social media. <laughs> and uh, there's a neat photo. Uh, Mustachio came up with the caption, but it was while we were in Santana Row in San Jose checking out the Teslas. And one of them is plugged in next to some beautiful flowers. And the caption is, a Tesla gains nutrients. <laughs> so there's some kind of a little bit of mustachios, funny humor mixed into travel experiences. And the name is Leonardo 3H2, no spaces. The website has been updated. Explore new content under radio show tab and throughout the site. I was able to disable those giant horrendous donate buttons. <laughs> those buttons have irritated me since the day they went up. And I believe I've had a few people help me with the website and for some reason that didn't get changed or whatnot. So I became so frustrated, I said, screw it. And uh, with some guidance from my brother, was able to disable it myself. And that's a big thing for me. I don't do too much of the back end of the website. But because I don't have a web person right now, a lot of that falls on me and I need to learn how. I've also learned how to do links, add pictures. I'm getting pretty savvy. <laughs> But check it out. So it's not high-class web designer quality, but it's something. And I've removed the 10 lists and the 5 lists and changed those to show topics and thought seed summary. So the website is a bit more user-friendly. Additionally, the online store is closed. We are accepting donations, but there are no products or services being offered at this time. This is for many reasons, and one of the main ones is that we're moving locations and winter is coming. So this is a season for dormancy and needed change. That's what I like to do before winter. Get all my ducks in a row, get everything taken care of, and then by the time the holidays come, I have some sort of peace of mind within the components of my life. So no services at this time, but we do still answer questions and interact with the audience and uh, all that good stuff. The next adventure for us is a California adventure in late October. We would like to catch up with friends from the past, present, and future. Contact us today, info at 3h2humans.org. Yes, lots of travel lately uh, at the end of October, a couple weeks. We will be headed to Roseville, California, which is about a half an hour outside of Sacramento. The North Bay, holla! <laughs> Similar to Arya Stark, I am returning home, going to see some renovations on my childhood home, get in touch with family members, and 
reflect on who I was in 2008 when I left San Jose to move to Washington and who I am now in 2017 returning to the Bay Area, but a bit north. (laughs) So for friends from the past, present, and future, contact us if in the California Bay Area. It's fun to go out and grab a beer and some dinner, see some sights, all that good stuff. And chat. Gratitude for those who support the show. We appreciate feedback, reviews, donations, all that lovely stuff that goes along with being in the public eye. All right, that wraps it up for today. Coming up will be the recording from Hood River with Brine. Mustachio and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy. Greetings! Today is September 18th, 2017, here in healthy Hood River. Today, Mustachio and I are joined by Brian. Hello. (laughs) The three of us are here in Hood River on a bit of an adventure to explore what is energy healing. What what is it? We went to a quantum touch uh, workshop and now we are reflecting on what that experience was. We had the ingest phase of going there. Now it's reflection. So Brian, what are your thoughts about our adventure so far? Our adventure, like the quantum touch? Just the adventure in general, coming to Hood River as a whole. What, what do you think of this town? And I like this town. It's a quiet town. It's got a lot of fun things to do. I like this place. What would you say were the top three most fun things you've experienced in Hood River so far? Brewery tour, a full sail, walking around the town with you, and the Quantum Touch workshop. Those are my top three. Those are good top three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went on the brewery tour yesterday. It was pretty cool. For an independent brewery, full sail has quite the operation. It was pretty fun to see. One of the things I really liked about the Full Sail Brewery Tour was the efficiency of their brewery option. They have the water treatment facility on site. They have trucks that come out front and bring, uh, was it the malt that's delivered to those silos outside? It seems like a lot of thought and effort went into the process from the very beginning to the very end. I agree. And they had a couple processes that I've never seen. They grind up all their grains into a powder rather than just crack it and soak it. And they powder it and then they mix it in with the water to create their wort. I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah, what was and then that? then they press out all the water afterwards and they save, I don't know, through the tour they save like 10 million gallons of water compared to standard brewery processes. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. And then another one of your items was walking around downtown Hood River. What were some of the most captivating sensations felt while walking around Hood River? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say captivating (laughs) sensations, but um, I don't know. It's just cool to see because I've never been here. It's cool. It was fun to see all the little shops, how the city was set up and... It was fun because it was close to water, so we got to go see it. And I'm glad we got to see all the sale people yesterday. Yeah, for someone who has never been to Hood River, how would you describe the town? Artistan pizzas. (laughs) Those are your favorite pies. Oh, man. Yes. (laughs) No, everything, um, it's clean. It's very walkable. There's a lot of breweries. 
a lot of the like specialty niche stores. We didn't go into any of them, but there's a lot of surfing and stuff because kiteboarding's big. So, yeah. And so far, we have had food at Full Sail, mm-hmm. Big Horse Brewery, mm-hmm. Solstice Cafe, Frem Brewing, Remedy Cafe. Is that? Yeah, and like some small brew or uh, coffee shops across the river at White Salmon. Ooh, that's right. Like North Coast. Uh, North Shore Cafe. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the name of the bakery? No. No, we'll just call it the bakery. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go to White Salmon, there's probably one bakery. That's the one we ate at. Yeah. And then your number three was the Quantum Touch Workshop. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about that? Um, it was unique. <laughs> it was not something I was expecting to go into. It was fun. It was good to spend that time with you. Yeah, I can't say much for the energy stuff. and It was good. Lynn and the other two ladies that were in there really got into it and it was a very they had very good discussions and questions and it was a good workshop for them and since I was an outsider I don't think I took as much from it but it was it was fun to do it Lynn and uh, yeah it was pretty funny it got a little long towards the end of the day for me they were oh they were long but it was good yeah, it's funny to watch the discussions back and forth. There was, and the instructor was awesome. So, the three of them all went back and forth, and they direct. They put me on the spot a lot because I was an outsider and didn't understand any of what was going on. But I went in with an open mind, and it was fun. Yeah, they put me on the spot. <laughs> what was one of the times that uh, you were put on the spot? They did the meditate where they walked you through like chakras or something that was when Suzanne went over what the chakras are oh yes the where we sat down and Suzanne went over each chakra mm-hmm. yeah and what to do with them and I didn't listen to like I don't know my mind went way <laughs> far away from that so then at the end they asked me well what do you think about whatever we were doing and I didn't really hear what we were doing. <laughs> I was somewhere else. And it was pretty funny to me. And then everyone's staring at me and I didn't even know what we were doing. And it was, yeah, I told them that. And that was when it was either Suzanne or I asked you if you knew what the chakras were. Yeah, and I said I read ahead in the little <laughs> book they gave us, so I was familiar. I at least knew the basic concept. What would you say is the basic concept for chakras? The basic concept is different spots in the body and above the body and below the body that like heal certain parts of the body. I think that's a useful definition because I too have recently learned about chakras. So that was something that was unique to both of us. Whereas I think the rest of the people in the room were familiar with chakras and worked with them. You and I were grasping. We were ingesting the concept rather than applying a modification of that concept. That was one of the reasons why I was glad to hear your perspective because it helps me learn because I'm still grasping this concept. And you have many fry moments where there will be some crazy deep concept and I'll just ask you a question and you give me a simple answer and it's profound. (laughs) And I felt many of those moments during this whole weekend where there were concepts that I was unfamiliar with and I was working through and you would just have a profound answer that would really help guide me as I'm learning what energy work is. Oh, good. (laughs) Another highlight of our trip for me 
was after the energy work. I felt like you and I were deeply connected. It was like back in the good old days when we had first started dating, that uh, excitement was there and we're on vacation and I enjoyed dancing and having fun after the seminar. Yeah, that was fun. This has been a good trip. And Lynn gave one of her flower arrangements to the instructor and she really enjoyed it. So that was, that was nice. In the prior episode, season three, episode one, Measure a Mentor, I talked about going to retreats and how I felt like I was a different animal than the people there, that my habits were different, that I was respectful to the speaker and I engaged. What is your perspective of viewing me as a participant in a workshop environment? I thought you did well. You asked good questions that were on your mind. And you got into good discussions with other people. You didn't challenge the uh, instructor like I thought you were going to. Like you've done in the past. So you let her do her thing. And it was good. You got in good conversations with the other people in our group. And uh, it looked like a lot of fun for you. And I thought it was neat how closely I related to one of the participants in the seminar. Down to the type of socks we have we're both vegetarians yeah you wear your belts to the side that was weird (laughs) yeah that was good though but as my partner for the last six years what was that like to see kind of a leonardo doppelganger it was more of a i told you so there's other people like you (laughs) i told you I knew it, now we've met one. So that was a relief. That's a good way to put it, a relief. That's how I felt meeting someone like me, that I just felt relieved. That's a, there's another fry moment. I wasn't quite sure how to articulate that experience and you offered a gold nugget. Mm-hmm. So moving forward with what we're doing with 3H2Humans, Is there anything that you learned from this weekend that you would want to tie into your life moving forward, 3H2, our relationship, just Brian in general? What has been gathered from this experience? That it was fun to be in the pink zone with you. And so I will spend more time here with you because it allows you to be more happy. And I like that. If given the option, I mean, if it was just me and you were not around, I probably wouldn't have gone to this seminar. But I'm glad I did because I got experience with you. And that was fun. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. On a side note, one thing I got to experience within your pink zone that I didn't fully understand was the shave and haircut you got at the barber Mm -hmm. I had never seen that process before and it was really neat for me to go to your pink zone yeah there's a little barber shop downtown and I got a buzz cut and a shave but it was a straight razor and this guy did really well and I've never had a shave like that he put like a series probably four or five hot towels around my face then a whole bunch of I don't know what it was, lotions or something to like loosen up the follicles and then more hot towels and then shaving deal and then used a straight razor and it was a good shave. It just felt really good. It was relaxing just to sit there with my eyes closed and get shaved. So that was a fun time. As I sat there and watched, it looked like it was relaxing. The barber had a meticulous calculated yet intuitive style that seemed um, like he was an energy worker. He was doing, he was offering you enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the, the center of health, happiness, and a humble perspective is enjoyment. Because if a person is happy and feels good about themselves, 
then there's a likelihood to embrace health happiness in a humble perspective. And it was really neat to see this type of concept applied in a different way and in a masculine way, a, a straight razor that takes a lot of trust to have a stranger essentially put a straight razor to your face. And it seemed like both of you were very comfortable and it was a very peaceful process. Well, you said there's a lot of trust. Yes. Yes. So what was the alternative with the... Never mind. Yeah, no. it was it was awesome. The guy was good. He was very friendly. No, and I guess what I'm saying, I used to get my nails done. Mm -hmm. I used to have fake nails, and it would require me to go to a nail salon every three weeks. Oof. And I had some experiences that weren't that wonderful with that whole nail experience. So now that I'm a bit older, I'm a little bit apprehensive. Um, getting your nails done yes because you know how I am I think everyone's an idiot and a moron and <laughs> I uh, to me that's a lot of trust and you and me in general in terms of our self-keep and stuff like that we pretty much do that stuff ourselves we don't go out we don't outsource our what, what is it like hygiene stuff or I guess yeah, I, it's been over a year since I've even gone to a barber. Last time was for um, a wedding, for brothers, which their anniversary was yesterday, so that worked out well. Happy anniversary. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I usually just shave my head in the bathroom, so it was nice to get my head shaved somewhere else, and I mean, I haven't had a straight razor shave in probably five years, so that was kind of fun. It was just... It was fun. And so I just saw one of the reasons why I went on that trust tangent. When you would shave your head, sometimes you would have me clean up <laughs> the back. Mm -hmm. And at first, I didn't understand there wasn't a guard <laughs> and poked you. <laughs> yeah, she just stabbed me in the back with like the blades of my shaver. <laughs> but like at an angle where it would cut and it would hurt. So, I did not allow you to help me very much longer, but she's she's back in the trust game. So, and I think it took me a little while because I'm so used to having a guard. Most of the shaves I've done have been that way, so I'm used to just doing whatever. And as you said, it's taken me time. I would say the last four or five times I cleaned up your buzz cut gently mm -hmm. is that trust there would you trust me now to clean up the sides and yeah yeah I would now that you know that other way sucks <laughs> and also tying into that that was one of the reasons why I wanted to be there with you as you were receiving the shave so I could watch and I could see what a pro does so how does a pro do this and I did ingest his motions. So I, I did a little bit of learning while yeah. I was there. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, and they had free beer while you're waiting. So that was kind of fun. It was like a real barber shop. So if I grow my hair out to where I need to get it cut and not buzzed, I gotta find a good barber like that. It's very relaxing. It's kind of fun too. So I, I like when they make it fun. And I think the name of it was Rooks? Yes. Okay. And they'd only been open for two weeks, he said. Do you remember the name of your... No. Okay. I usually don't. If I know there's very little chance of seeing someone again, <laughs> my subconscious brain just doesn't process anything about it. Just because they got so much other things to think about. Yeah. Something I could relate to as you were sitting there is your behaviors like mine not chatty you just want to sit there and be quiet and enjoy the experience and kind of space out mm -hmm. i it was kind of neat to see somebody else who just likes to sit there and space out that's what i do a lot <laughs> lynn thinks i'm always out chatting it up everybody no i get to the point and then not very chatty would you consider me chatty 
depends on what subject you're on. Basic things, no, but if someone starts talking about consciousness or anything of that nature, yes. Very chatty. If someone brings up street lights, you'll talk their ear off. All right, Brian. Well, do you have any closing thoughts for today? Yeah, this was a fun trip. Um, Hood River is a great place. Wish I could stay longer, but Lynn will be here writing her book. Um, so look for that soon. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go home and get the spaghetti. Our little furball is at home and we all miss him. He's at camp. So, yeah. All right. Mustachio Brian and I would like to wish everyone health, happiness, and a humble perspective. Diligence today equals a thriving community tomorrow. Enjoy.